What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week. Transporting our kids to and from events, figuring out our work and family life, spending time with our spouse or a significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 10,000 Podcast. We want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. We know we've been off for a couple of months, and hopefully you haven't missed us too much, but we are back, and we are so excited to once again help you bring God into your 10,000 minutes and and not just leave the the sermon there on Sunday morning, but again, to apply it in our lives throughout the 10,000 minutes that we have each and every week. It's so great to be back. I'm excited it's fall, it's starting to get cold outside, and I hope you're excited as well. But with that, I'm going to turn it over to our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Yeah, we're so glad to be back with you. Thanks for sticking with us or coming back to us maybe for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, we have missed you. I really wanted to do this all this last month, the podcast, and it's just stuff going on, and That's it right. just yep. didn't work out for Sawyer and I, but we're glad to be back, and That's we right. thought it would be important, because after last Sunday's message, we had a lot of questions. Yes, absolutely. I guess that's what happens when you talk about sex. That's right. People people want have some questions, <laughs> they have some stuff to talk about. If you did miss that message, I really do encourage you to go check it out. It was very good. Um, it's called Protect Your Path. Um, you can find it down in the show notes or on our um, Arise Church Denver um, podcast as well that has all of our weekly messages. Really a good one. Really a very practical message of how we uh, how we approach sexuality, how we hold to a biblical um, sexuality in a world that I don't have to tell you is so filled with sex and and it's it's available right in the devices that's in our pockets. Yeah, that's right. And um, you, we I shared in the message like even if you disagree with what I would say the Bible says, mm-hmm. not just what I say, the Bible says <laughs> about biblical sexuality, that message will help you. So if yeah. you're like, I disagree with you, I think some other things are acceptable, okay, I, I think you're wrong, but I love you, <laughs> and you should listen to that message, it will help you. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple questions that came up, you know, one about cohabitation, we're not going to cover that today, I, I feel like we should, mm-hmm. maybe that's for a future episode, like, everybody's doing it, you know, doesn't it seem to have some benefits? Uh, you know, the short answer that I'll give you right now is choose God's way. It's always better. Mm-hmm. He loves you. Like, he cares the best. It's not like he's like, don't do that sin because it's too much fun. <laughs> no, like, he cares about you and, like, yeah. wants the best and statistics prove it. So we'll do that on another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is, well, what if I did go down the wrong path? Yeah. And I briefly touched on it at the end of the message because some people would say, well, hey, Matt, I have had premarital sex. I have slept around. I have um, been living with my you know, significant other. I have been on looking at pornography for a long time, even addicted to it. Mm-hmm. I had the affair. My, I had the divorce or the second divorce, and I, my relationships are ruined. So now I, here I am, and, and I've gone down this path for so long. What do I do? Right. And that's such an important question because... For many, for many people out there listening, like they hear a message on sexuality and they just that sense of guilt or shame yes. comes back up. Yep. And they want, they want, maybe want to be on the right path and want to move forward, but 
what, that's what we're going to talk about today. What are the practical steps that we can take that if um, we have had some sin in our past or are actively sinning right now, how do we move beyond that in a way and get back on the path of faithfulness to God? Yeah, and I don't want you to think that Sawyer and I are condemning you. No. We love you. We want to help you. We're we're the ones saying, hey, we have sin. We can't cast the stone either. Just That's like right. Jesus yeah, said. Absolutely. We woman, would have to walk away too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just want to help you find mm-hmm. the fullest life. That's the path of Jesus, the fullest life, the best life. Um, and it, that is a life of sexual purity and holiness. Mm-hmm. So you've messed up. What do you do? Okay. So... I do think understanding what's happening in your brain is quite helpful. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say first, understanding. So understanding that there are neural pathways. That when you do that, you create these neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And there is a thing, it's just very simple. Like if you go back to what habits are, because that's what a neural pathway is too, there's a cue, something sets you off, something emotionally, something you're around a person, something you see visually. There's a cue, then there's a routine that you engage in, and then there's a reward. Yep. So one of the difficult things about sex is that the reward is very strong and it's built in. Right, it's built in. There's a lot of chemicals in the body that respond. You get that dopamine hit. Yep. And so it creates this. So cue, routine, reward. So once you understand that, mm-hmm. then what the, one of the most helpful things is to sit down and actually write out, well, what are the cues? Mm. Is it the image? Is it the person? And I think that would be that helpful in protecting your path because the father says to the son in Proverbs 5, like, don't even go near the path near the adulterous woman's house. Don't even go up to her door. Right. Okay, so sin starts way back earlier than that. So, and, and I think like a, a scripture that, you know, talks about that would be in, in James chapter 1. And if I can pull this up. I think it's so helpful to see this. Like this is this is biblical stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is biblical things. Even though we're talking about it now with brain and <laughs> yep. and everything else, it, it says in Roman or I'm sorry, James one fourteen. It says each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Yeah. There's two different image, images in that, two different metaphors that James uses. The first one is that you're being dragged away. So this is like the fish hook is there. You get the fish hook in your lip, and they pull the you know, your lip. You're getting pulled and dragged away. That's mm-hmm. what it means. But then the second metaphor is that, okay, there's a desire in your brain, in your heart, whatever it is, that lust. Yeah. And then it gives birth to sin. The lust leads to action. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. That's the ultimate conclusion. Proverbs 5 is all about that. Here are the ultimate conclusions. If you choose the path of sexual sin, financial consequences, personal consequences, relational consequences, spiritual consequences, all these things will happen eventually because you might be like, oh, things are great. Uh, things are fine right now. It's not changing my brain. It's not messing me up, mm-hmm. but it will. It will, absolutely. I, I, I like the way that you put that with the fish hook because I think that's really a good way to think about this mm-hmm. this cue routine reward. Yes concept yep. right so if you think about when you go out fishing you put the bait on the hook that's the cue yes that's the thing the fish doesn't know it bites on that bites on that worm and it's hooked yep and then the routine they're dragged in right and i right. think we think about it that way it starts to put into practice or starts to give us things that we can put into practice that you know we may feel that you know we're in too deep we're, we're you know we're, we've been addicted to this for years or we have this huge relationship but breaking it down of saying okay what is getting in? What is happening that is getting me into these situations where 
I fall into that sexual sin? What is that cue? What is that bait? What is the thing? Yep. So whether it's, you know, um, late at night, you know, looking on your computer or you're watching yeah. something in a movie or a TV show right. or you're around that other person, that coworker, whoever it is, and you mm-hmm. have that physical sign of attraction, acknowledging that cue, starting that process, thinking about that and seeking to avoid those cues, I think is where you're going. Yeah, but, and that was the first thing. Yeah. And I think that ties in with my message on Sunday. Avoid mm-hmm. the cue. Yeah. Um, protect yourself from even going anywhere near it. Yeah. So that's, Don't go that's there, the right? That, that was your big idea, yeah. Yeah, like if, if it's the sex scene in a movie, mm-hmm. well, don't watch movies with sex scenes. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't mention on Sunday, but it's something that Melissa and I use, like we've decided, well, we just really don't watch rated R movies. Mm-hmm. We don't watch MA stuff. And... Every once in a while, we're like, okay, there's this cool war movie, like for me. Or, <laughs> um, you know, there's a show that like everybody's been talking about. Should we go check it out? Or like, there's some, things like The King's Speech. Mm-hmm. Okay, great movie, but it's rated R. A lot of language in that movie. Yeah, why is it rated R? And then you go look, and really it's rated R because of one scene. Mm-hmm. And it says that. It's, there's a lot of filthy language in that one sp- yeah. scene. And, and so you can make a decision then for yourself. Like, is this okay for us to watch? Mm-hmm. Cool thing that they did with that movie is that there was also a PG version. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I think everybody should do that. Like, why not? But you can do that and say, "Hey, I'm not going to watch this." You can look at. Um, so you mentioned Common Sense Media. Yeah, Common Sense Media. I mean, it's a great resource. Um, it basically has all the popular content out there in terms of entertainment. You yep. go look up that movie. They give you ratings in terms of what happens in the film or TV show, and they also talk about you know even some of the redeeming things. Whether it has like you know. Uh, a moral or a, sure. a cause or a purpose or what it shows. It's a great resource for parents or even for you as you seek the media that you're going to engage with. Yeah, and the, another website that I've used is imdb.com. Mm-hmm. There's something called the Parents Guide, and it's just crowdsourced. So whoever watches the movie puts on the thing, this is the nudity in here, this is the sexuality, this is the language, this mm-hmm. is the violence. And you can read. Like literally people will say, this scene at this minute in the movie sometimes <laughs> – and it's like, oh, okay, I don't want to watch that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be helpful for me. And so th- those are one thing. So that's what I would say. If the, the first thing is to avoid the cue. Avoid the, the cue. S- the second thing is, though, there are cues that will come. Like no matter how hard you try, mm-hmm. you will still run to some sexual temptation in our world. Sure. There will be something that brings it up, even just a thought in your mind. you know. So that's when we need to identify the cues so that we know, well, this cue sends me into the routine, so I've got to change the routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead of doing this, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. This is what I'm going to. I'm going to call my friend because my buddy, I can send him a text or call him at any time. We've already talked about this. We have a friendship that he'll talk me down. Yeah. Like, don't do it, you know, or hey, let's go hang out. We're going to do something instead. I've also heard that exercise is a great resource. Great for that. one. Yes. That's, that's a great mm-hmm. one. And exercise, because a lot of the cues for us are stress. Yeah. anxiety or emotional like you're feeling sad or you're feeling angry mm-hmm. and it's so much like physical exercise especially when your whole body's involved relieves that stress yeah, so you were doing something else to relieve stress <laughs> yeah. that might be not be okay and now here's this other thing that's a little more productive and more healthy yeah so you're replacing that um you know that action the routine with something better yeah and we've talked about that a lot on this podcast of how you hack habits and create yep. habits mm-hmm. that it is so, so much easier to replace a habit yes. than it is to just say, I am going to stop this habit, cold turkey, and not do it. Right. It is so much better and so much more effective and helpful, especially when it comes to sexual sin yep. and sexual routine, 
to replace it with something, whether it is calling that accountability person in your life or exercise or, you know, taking your dog on a walk or whatever, whatever it may be, or leaving the space and, you know, going to pray for a few minutes, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it is so helpful in that. Yeah, and I think that God created that one relationship that we can find mm-hmm. a healthy sexual outlet, and that is marriage. In the passage, it talked about that. Mm-hmm. You know, be intoxicated by your wife. Like, that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. to be attracted. So focus on that relationship. Build that relationship. See how, whether it's your wife or your husband, how could I do that? If you're single, get married potentially, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you're living together with the person, there's a simple solution get married. And if you're like, well, I'm not sure, then dump them. Like, honestly, I love you. Dump that person. If you don't think that you're going to get married to the person, why are you wasting yours and their time? Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Dump them now and you'll save yourself a world of hurt. Yeah. Um, Dump them. That's all. (laughs) Start the next relationship out right. There you go. Expectations. Yeah. You don't need to date for forever or be engaged for forever. Yeah, you don't. So. So. Uh, notice the cues. Be aware of the cues. Yeah. Change your routine. Change your routine. Did you have anything else? I did. I had a couple other things I wanted to talk yeah. about. So the next thing I wanted to say is that this is hard work. Mm-hmm. Romans Absolutely. 8.13 is an incredible verse on this topic. And it says, if you live according to the flesh, so your sinful nature, that's what flesh means in that passage, mm-hmm. you will die. It will ultimately lead to, to death and destruction. It has bad personal spiritual consequences. But it says, if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So two things that go there, it's putting to death, it's killing, it's hard work. And I don't think it's just a one-time thing. Like, Mm -hmm. this is something you're going to be fighting and battling for the rest of your life. One person on Sunday came up to me and said that they had heard an interview with a 91-year-old Christian. Mm -hmm. And this man was just revered, everyone loved him. And somebody asked him, like, well, for a man, when does lust stop? (laughs) And he responded and said, well, it's not 91. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's, I mean, that's so true. Like yeah. for men, it, it may never stop. Mm-hmm. I, I think for women too, yeah. you know, I, I know there's, there's different things. I'm not a woman. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but I do know this is something you might have to fight again and again. So put true. to death. But it, there's, there's this great power on your side. But if by the spirit, you don't have to. In fact, you cannot on your own defeat sin. Mm-hmm. You can't kill sin. You're like, if I just have enough self-control, I can create these new habits. No, yeah. you need the Holy Spirit on your side. You need God's power to make, enable you to do that. And I, I think there's a great amount of relief in that. Yeah. Acknowledging that you in and of yourself, I think of one of the steps as part of AA, acknowledging yes. that you don't have enough willpower to stop it yourself. Right. You need the higher power. You need that higher power. But, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of peace and a lot of, <laughs> you know, being, you can kind of rest that God has it. And that, that you can trust in the power of the Holy Spirit to work through you and in you to make you more and yeah. more like Jesus. I mean, this is the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Yeah. It's the spirit that works miracles. So, like, if every morning you're waking up, God, I don't have the power today to say no. Mm. Give me the power from your spirit to say no. Yeah, what a prayer. God, give me your power. Give me your power no. of your spirit. And and God's with you. He yeah. has the spirit. It's not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, as it says in Second mm-hmm. Timothy. And self-control in that verse, and too. And self-control. Yeah. That's what we need the Holy Spirit for. We can't do it on our own. So I would say that. Absolutely. Um, a couple resources that you could kind of follow mm-hmm. up on. This is one book that I have read is by John Owen, an old Puritan. He actually wrote an entire book based mm-hmm. on Romans 8.13. Cool. That's how the old Puritans used to do it. They take one verse and write a whole book on it. It's great. It's called The Mortification of Sin, which is old language for put it to death, kill it. Uh, the same thing in that verse. 
It's a helpful thing spiritually, and it can apply to any sin, but I think to sexual sins in particular, it works great. He goes through the spiritual aspects of it. So this is a great book. Another book I haven't read yet, so I'm always reluctant to uh, recommend a book that I haven't read, but there's a book called Sexual Detox by Tim Challies. Well, I haven't read it either, but I heard it's really good. I have heard good things about him. I've read a bunch of articles by Tim Challies. Mm-hmm. He's a Christian blogger and author. So I would say start there. Like This, this is going to be helpful step by step, not just the practical aspects, but also the spiritual aspects of it because it is a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. So I would say that. And then I, I w- wanted to give this quote, and then I wanted to talk just slightly a different variety of, of this, if I could. But okay, sure. This quote from C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity has has helped me, encouraged me. I think I've shared it in messages before. Um, and in, so here, let me, <laughs> I just had it pulled up. Okay, here it is. So C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity, he says this, we may be indeed be sure that perfect chastity, so that's old language for sexual purity, mm-hmm. choosing the way of Jesus, and he says, will not be attained by any merely human efforts. Mm. You must ask for God's help. Yeah. And he says, even when you have done so, it may seem to you for a long time, but no help or less help than you need is being given. Mm. He says, never mind. <laughs> After each failure... I love this. After each failure, ask forgiveness, pick yourself up, and try again. Try again. And he says that this process trains us in habits of the soul which are more important still. Hmm. The only fatal thing, if I conclude this quote, the only fatal thing is to sit down content with anything less than perfection. Hmm. So pick yourself up and get at it again. Like God, even in that process of I failed again, I repent, I get up again, I re- failed, repent, get up again and receive that forgiveness. That will start to habituate the need for God's grace in your life. Yeah. That should be the new habit you need, okay? Absolutely, and I think, I think falling into God's forgiveness and trusting in that prevents or at least works against that shame spiral. Yes. Because I think, I think exactly what, what he's saying there is that even, even as we go about this process, it can be so easy when we fail to fall in that shame or make that our identity, that this is who I am, that I am this, or I am my sin, or I am my mistakes, or whatever. Yes. But turning to God and acknowledging that God still wants to hear from you. Yeah. That God is so ready to offer that forgiveness, that God is ready and willing with grace and mercy and love, and loves you and cares about you. Yes. Right? And that's so true. And that leads me to my last thing that I wanted to say is to the person who's divorced, Mm. broken relationships, Mm. way down the road and says, Matt, like, I have felt all the consequences that you're talking about. I had somebody on Sunday say that. Like, Matt, you were telling me about my life. Mm. I experienced the financial consequences, the personal consequences. Like, I've experienced it. And for you, I would say, I love you. God loves you. Mm -hmm. We care about you. So if you want to reach out, we'd love to chat. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would just say, like, God loves sinners. He sent his son to die on the cross for sinners, mm-hmm. including sexual sinners. I mean, you look in the Bible, right? Sexual sinners. Rahab was a prostitute. Yet in faith, she's a model for us all. Mm-hmm. That she was the one who, you know, in faith was rescued, was saved. Yeah. That David, who had an affair yeah. and killed the dude so he could have the wife and not have a scandal. Like, God used him. He was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. I mean, we could go on, like Mary Magdalene, a lot of people think, was the prostitute who's mentioned. Mm-hmm. Or Abraham going out of his way to have sex with another, his maidservant to have a kid. And... Yeah, and, and pimping out his wife, it yeah. seems like. I mean, there's a lot of sexual sin throughout the Bible mm-hmm. 
and yet God uses those people. So it's never too late to find God's grace to start over. And God will use that. Mm -hmm. God will use your divorce so that you can talk to other people and encourage them when they're divorced or when they're struggling with their marriage. And you say, don't do what I did, right? If you're the parent who are like, we did sleep together before marriage, you can still talk to your kids about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And in fact, you might have more authority because you said, don't do that. It's not worth it. Right. There, so don't ever say my past is like excluded me. In fact, your past God is going to use for great things. Mm, amen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I hope this helps to, for you guys who have gone down the wrong path. We want to help you. We love you. Reach out to us. I want to encourage you. One thing we do here at our church is core groups. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way of groups of three to five people, three to five men, three to five women. We can talk about those things like sexual sin that we're struggling with. And there's going to be people who won't judge you, but will love you, encourage you, and even hold you accountable if you yeah. need that. So if you're interested in that, you can go to risedenver.com slash pathway, mm-hmm. and we have a little form there you can fill out if you're interested in core groups, and we'll get you some interest, um, because we do have some more of those launching over the next few months. Yep. So uh, yeah, please do that. We love you. Stick back with us. Subscribe. Like this. Share it. Share it. This is a great thing to share with somebody who you know is struggling or yeah. wants another chance. Um, so we'd love to hear from you too. Send us an email, mwolf at arisedenver.com or strap at arisedenver.com, and we will be back with you hopefully again next week. (laughs) Hopefully next week. Thank you so much for listening and God bless. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and in the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.